Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by Heidi Howitzer. So thanks for joining us today, Heidi. No problem. Happy to be here. All right, so I'm really, really excited to have you on the show today. Um, I know we uh, talked in the, the DMs about, you know, video games and all, but we'll get to that a little later because I know we'll probably drift off a little bit on that. So let's start off with wrestling. So one of the most common questions I'm sure you um, get asked on, what inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Sure. So um, I'm kind of a, a weird case here because I didn't really watch when I was a kid. Like I played the video games and stuff, but aside from that, wasn't on TV normally. And then in like 2011, I think I was flipping through channels, landed on an episode of SmackDown. I was like, well, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. So I had, two, <laughs> I kept watching. I had two of my best friends are huge marks um, down in, in Houston, Texas, where I'm originally from. And we started going to VFW hall shows. So I kind of like sunk myself into the indie wrestling scene before much of the pro wrestling stuff. And um, a couple years down the line, I actually started, I met a guy online and we started dating and then turned out he was a wrestler. So that was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, would go to his shows and everything too. And then couple years after that we moved to Colorado and I had a couple too many beers one day and I was like hey don't don't laugh at me but I want to learn how to wrestle <laughs> so <laughs> so that's basically going to a lot of shows and then finally deciding I wanted to be the one heckling the wrestlers in the ring instead of outside of it I guess so when uh your boyfriend had told you that he was a wrestler like what was your reaction like cause I know some people think it's like oh it's a wrestling it's silly but then some people think it's like oh this is actually kind of cool so what was your um reaction so um, he's actually my, my now husband, uh, so that went over well. Um, but no, he, uh, it was funny because like we were, we were getting ready to go out on our first date and we were talking and everything. We met on OkCupid okay um, of all places. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I wrestle as well. Like that's my, my big hobby. I was like, oh, that's cool. So like I sent the picture of this guy um to my my two mark buddies and I was like lol I'm gonna go out with a wrestler what is life this is weird and they're like oh yeah that was that guy you were marking out over like a year ago at this VFW hall show I was like oh okay so so small world I guess um but yeah it was it was it was fun it was like okay cool another intersection of my interests and hobbies um and it clearly worked out well so with uh you both is he still a wrestler I'm assuming Mm -hmm. he sure is so do you both travel and tour together or is it kind of like he's there and you're here kind of thing um it's a little bit of both it depends most of like our our out-of-state bookings and stuff like so we work versus pro in vegas together and we actually tag together as the the rad warriors and um which is great because then i just work the apron uh, and he does all the work but uh yeah no we we take quite a bit of bookings together but then apart as well it just kind of depends um most of the local places we work shows together too as well but yeah it just varies he's been doing this for like 12 years and i've been doing it for two so he's got <laughs> a little bit more experience under his belt yeah that, i mean that's i think that's really awesome that you both you know do it together because i can understand like it being really difficult if one of you didn't because one of the wrestlers I had on my show recently she had mentioned that you know she actually left her boyfriend because you know he kind of you know wasn't behind her in the wrestling and stuff like that so it was kind of like you know he supposedly like it was kind of like it's either me or wrestling kind of thing so like with your new your situation obviously you don't have to worry about that 
and um, I actually have a friend too. She, her, and her boyfriend Russell, and they actually um, they do tour a little bit together as well. But then sometimes, you know, like I mentioned, he'll be out of state doing this, and she'll be here at home and stuff like that. So. I think that's cool that you both could share that common interest and that passion because, you know, wrestling something, it's, it's one of those you have to be all in kind of thing. Oh, God, it, it takes up so much of your life. It's insane. Exactly. <laughs> it takes, it's not yeah. even just the events. It's all the working out and the conditioning and stuff like that, that stuff that you can do together. So I think that's like really awesome. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, and he's been a, was a big part of, of me learning how to do all this too. So it's, it's worked out really nicely. <laughs> Number one fan number one fan <laughs> so now um, I'm really curious I want to know a little bit about your character so tell me what inspired your character that you portray sure so um it was kind of an evolution when I I mean I guess all gimmicks really are but when I first started I was like well so my background is in comp like I was a competitive power lifter before this and I'm like well I'm strong so I'll do like the whole like strongman singlet and no knee pads and the boots I was basically like Taz and um like that was fine I guess but it wasn't really like it didn't feel like me um and I I wanted like this this badass cool name with alliteration hence the Heidi Howitzer and then one day I was like you know what I'm gonna do like the the war paint because that feels like more true to myself I'm a big fantasy and sci-fi nerd kind of like you know what we talked about with DMs and all that and uh I just, you know, and, and I, I got told, oh, well, you know, if you're going to do the war paint once, you got to do it every time. Like that's not, which, you know, much to my dismay now. <laughs> um, and uh, so I did that and I was like, I just felt more like me. And then, um, so then that kind of evolved into, I was like, well, I love the road warriors. Obviously they're a huge inspiration. And I was like, I really want to make like some really like dope looking post-apocalyptic, cool looking shoulder pads. So I went and bought some football pads and gimmicked those up um, with paint and scale mail and all sorts of stuff. And uh, then it just kind of slowly evolved from that. I was like still wearing the singlet. I, then I went and like, I basically went to the right at a craft store and made my own like cool looking spray painted gear, which I had to like, every time I get in the ring, I'm like, Hey, sorry if I smell like spray paint, at least I don't smell like Febreze knee pads. So we've got, we've got that going for me, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I kind of like evolved into this, like, <sighs> sci-fi cyberpunk post-apocalyptic thing which like is is all of my interests to a t and um you know everyone says like you know the best way to do your your character your gimmick is you turned up to 11 and that's definitely who Heidi Howitzer is I just like bad jokes and punching people I guess so <laughs> so that's me I suppose yeah but that's kind of how how the character came to be and um uh, you know a lot of times when I first started I got told hey well you look like a badass you have to be a badass or like you can't be a badass and a comedy character so I'm doing my best to try and embrace both without um but it's it's a hard hard line to walk yeah see that's funny like you mentioned you know the road warriors so like when I first saw you I knew you looked from like it, it reminded me of some wrestler from the past I just couldn't put my finger on it I was like okay the road warriors that makes sense with like, yeah. and shoulder pads <laughs> and stuff like that um but yeah like that's the one thing that I really really like about the indies is you all get to be whoever you want to be and obviously it really shows how like you could tell that you're really enjoying your character basically. Cause you know, when you see like a, a wrestling promotion, who's kind of, 
force in someone to portray whatever character you could tell if they're not into it and stuff like that. So, like, the indies, it's so fun because these, you know, you are just doing your thing and having fun and being whoever you want to be. And it's it, it's just an experience that a lot of people just won't understand until they actually, you know, experience it themselves. But I really like the whole, like, sci-fi nerd thing. That's, like, what drew me to you when I first saw you. I was like, she is so dope. And then when I saw that um <laughs> that picture you posted with, like, the Mass Effect background stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, smokes. Because I don't know if you know, but, like, I, I know I told you I was a big Mass Effect fan. But Mass Effect 2 is my all-time favorite game. So yes. I was like, and, I, and it's crazy. Every time I like meet a gamer, and I'm like, "Oh, have you ever played Mass Effect?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Like, because I love Mass Effect. I love talking about it and everything like that. And I just, I never met anyone I could really talk to it about it. Like, it, it's oh, it's, oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. Well, like everything Bioware did for a while has been has been nice. I mean, so Dragon Age, I would say, would be is is up there on my list of favorite games and that's what kind of led me into mass effect because i was already like cool i like sci-fi and this is you know the same kind of dynamics and and immersion as as the dragon age series gives you with all of the the you know choose your own adventure stuff and getting to romance people which i'm very i I get to play my stories (laughs) see it's lovely I've never played Dragon Age. I've oh. heard a lot of good things about it, but it just got to the point where, like, when I did hear about it, mm-hmm. I just don't have the time for, like, games that are very lengthy. Like, I bought Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2, like, when it came out, and I haven't even gotten halfway through it. I just don't have the time and dedication to really put all this time into the games like I could, but... um. Mass, like, you know, like Mass Effect 2, I actually played it like a year ago when I had a lot of free time when I left my job. And it was crazy because it was like almost 10 years later after it came out. And it was just as good as it was like the graphics. Yeah, and yeah. it still like holds up. It's crazy. I, I I am embarrassed to say that I've I feel never... that so much now. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. And like, I'm very embarrassed to say that um I've never beat the first one. I don't know about you, but... I tried. Uh, Here's my thing with the first one, the controls and like with the camera and just combat in general, they improved upon it so much with two. I mean, two is a better game anyway. One is fine, but two is where it's at. I did just start Andromeda. I think I told you like the other week. And I had heard, like, all kinds of negative press and stuff. But I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it's pretty. So it's got that going for it, which is nice. Yeah, see, I, I started that, too, but I didn't finish it. I plan on finishing it eventually. But, like, when I first heard about them making a new Mass Effect game, of course I was stoked. And then when yeah. I found it, it was, like, in a different universe and all this, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, they can kind of – we can fall in love with new characters, you know, Um and then I started, you know, seeing the gameplay here and all the complaints. I was like, wow, they, like, really did a shitty job on this game. Like, this, like, it was bad. It was horrible. And yeah. I waited till it got dirt cheap. I think I spent, like, 15 bucks on it. I was like, you know what? This is going to go down in price so fast. So, eventually, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. And I and I actually kind of was enjoying it, too, before I stopped playing. Like, it's, it wasn't that bad of a game. It just, it, the character that you are is kind of boring. You know. It's not the same game. Like, if you take it as its own thing, from what I've been able to to tell so far, it's it's good. But um, my thing too, like like what you said about being too busy, I 
I, it was a real point of shame and it was really hard for me to do. But now every time I start a new game with anything, I'm like always on the story or easiest mode. Cause I'm like, man, I just don't, <laughs> I don't have the time or energy to struggle through it. Even like, even in like normal, I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I just, I just fess up to it. I'm like, we're going to do this in easy mode so I can at least like play the game and enjoy it and not pour hours into beating like X boss or X enemies. So there's that. I do the same exact thing because typically I just want to blow through the game as fast as possible because I just know I just, you know, won't have that all that time now. Like Resident Evil 3, I the remake, I did play through on the hardest difficulty, but it was like a three-hour campaign. And by that time, I'd unlocked, you know, a lot of the unlockables and it, it made it a lot easier. But yeah, it's just hard to get the motivation. Like, even if you can beat it through a lengthy period of time, the, the motivation to actually know that it's going to take a while. I just want the quick games and stuff like that, which is why I can't do those open world games that often anymore. Oh, as much I, see, as I, 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 I hate that. I'm right there with you. Cause I like playing all these story driven open world games where it's like, it's never less than 60 hours of gameplay. Like it just isn't. And, and it's, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, well, what, which, which one am I going to, which one am I going to play? You know, like it sucks. Cause as much as, so I didn't get cyberpunk 2077 when it came out and I was like really eyeballing it. Um, obviously with the aesthetic and everything I was like, this is my shit. Um, and then I saw all of the, the negative everything and like, it sucked, but at the same time I was like, okay, thank God I can, like, <laughs> I don't have to bury all my time into this because, um, your girl plays a lot of World of Warcraft, so I, I only have so much time for, for so many things. See, I never got into World of Warcraft, and that's because I just never grew up with a gaming computer. Um, I don't, did they ever come out with, like, a portal on, like, the PlayStation or anything for that? No, and I, I, I don't know if it would work on console, but, like, I wish they would come out with some kind of, like, mini something for, for um, like, tablet and smartphone. Although if they did, it would be bad because I would never get anything done. Um, but yeah, no, they never did like a console port. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is probably like the closest thing to, to that. And even then, it's kind of like its own own deal. I wanted to actually get the Elder Scrolls Online just because I do like that like medieval stuff kind of stuff. It's just um, at the same time, I'm kind of like, I've never really been the biggest online gamer. I've always been like the single player. So I was like, I, I was like, yeah. I don't want to play, you know, am I going to, you know, be wasting my money and stuff like that as well. And I just never really looked into it. The last like open world game, I, what's the company that makes Elder Scrolls? I know they make um, Fallout as well. Um, Bethesda. Bethesda, yes. Um, yeah. I, I would say um, Fallout 3 was the last open world game that I really played. I put over 100 hours into it, but that was back when I was in high school and I had the time. Because I remember I bought Fallout 4 when it came out, and I bought the Pit-Boy edition, everything, and I put yes. like two hours into it. <laughs> Man, I miss, like, the two-and-a-half-week-long Christmas break vacation you'd have as a kid where you just, like, didn't shower and only played video games, which is probably very revealing about me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That was that was lovely. I I miss those were simpler times. <laughs> I do too because I would always get like two or three new games at Christmas and I would play the crap out of them during that time. We don't get that opportunity anymore though. And um, no. And then you also got that like three month long summer vacation. Yeah. And even as an adult, like if you do take a little week of vacation or whatever, it just 
you still don't get the really be on vacation all the time until you're still doing stuff around the house or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're like, oh, I have to do adult shit, like the laundry and the dishes and bills and yeah. And it's like <laughs> sad things. because like I really want the PlayStation 5 and I have been saving up. But I, I, I've been thinking recently, like if I buy this PlayStation 5, am I even going to have the time? Is it going to be even worth spending, you know, four or $500 on this and barely playing it? So it's like I'm very driven or not or conflicted right now. Like, should I even do it? Like just being in well, the box. I will say this, since you mentioned Elder Scrolls Online with PlayStation Now, which is like 10 bucks a month, I think. Elder Scrolls Online is free to stream on um, on there, so you can play it. Like, you don't have the bonus expansion stuff, I think, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. And it's nice because it is, like, the perfect hybrid of, M of like, MMO and single player where you don't have to play with other people, which I like because I don't always like playing with other people. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know if that helps or hinders your, uh, your quest for a, a new PlayStation, but just so you know. I might look into that. I, I do know when I did get the free trial, like, two, three years ago or whatever, and I remember mm -hmm. it just, like, it kept lagging a lot because of the stream, and so I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I just canceled it before the um, free trial was up, but um, it, it's it's been something that's been in the back of my mind because the whole – I'm figuring maybe it's better now, but the whole idea of being on stream all these video games, kind of like video game Netflix kind of thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. You know, but it, good it, in theory, uh, not necessarily in execution. Yeah, it's just it's the most annoying thing in the world when things are lagging and stuff like that. I remember um when I used to play Gears of War a lot online, that used to lag. I don't know if you ever played it online, but you like the care people are like kind of flying all over the map yep. and stuff like that. Man, yeah, anything that's like an FPS and you're expected to not have lag is, can be a a time. We'll put it that way. Oh yeah, those were the memories. It was always kind of fun when it, when it would get a little too laggy. It just looked so stupid. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, just like gl glitching all over the place and stuff. And yeah, you're like I'm pushing buttons, but nothing's happening. Exactly. Like, you know, like you know, you're already dead, but you're just like maybe this will maybe this will come across. Maybe mm -hmm. this will come across. Yeah. So. <laughs> So now I have to ask, I did see you post something about um, Star Wars on your Twitter. Are you a big mm -hmm. fan of The Mandalorian? Yeah, uh, I actually, I just watched through or watched the season finale and everything the other day. I, so I love The Mandalorian. Um, I really loved Rogue One. I wasn't a huge fan of the, the reboot trilogy um, outside of Kylo Ren and Adam Driver because he's, a thick boy um but uh, <laughs> uh yeah no i i love the mandalorian um i really really enjoyed rogue one i enjoyed solo and i really like like the original trilogy um and even like even like the phantom menace and stuff is really like it's i think it's aged a little bit better than when it originally came out but still um, not great, but I, I'm really excited about all the reboots Disney's doing with it, especially like the fact that Clone Wars is fully available too in its entirety. Um, yeah, gonna be binging some of that. Yeah, like the Mandalorian when it first came out, I was interested in it because it's Star Wars and I love Star Wars, but um, I just didn't, you know, really have the motivation. And I kept hearing people talking and talking about it. Then when I heard Sasha Banks was going to be on, I was like, okay, I gotta watch yeah. it. I'm a huge Sasha <laughs> fan. And no, I, could, I couldn't, I didn't want to just start watching it on the episode that she was on. I wanted to, I wanted to know what was going on. So I, I binge watched 
the whole first season like this is actually really good and then season two got even better was with, with ahsoka i think that's how you pronounce it her returning um and then of course you know luke skywalker and just that really shows you how far technology has come like it looks oh it's that's the best they've made that whole like aging cgi thing look ever like it was it was almost like off-putting it was so good and uh that was when like the mandalorian the soundtrack is so so good um that's one thing they've done i mean they've done a fantastic job with a lot of it but like ytd the guy who um i guess produced wrote whatever he you know one of the the main guys who who ran everything for the mandalorian i was really interested when i found out he was going to be doing it because like what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite like movies and tv series with the like the vampire mockumentary and he's he's the writer of that so i knew it was going to be good but i didn't realize it was going to be this good so i'm i'm thrilled and i'm thrilled about it it just sucks that like december 2021 is the next next bit of it and that's that's a long time that's a whole year it is a very long time and they, they have a lot coming out for star wars within the next you know few years i know they have another trilogy that's coming out i i don't know what time frame is going to take place and i don't did they mention that or did they just say a new trilogy i think they just it's they just dropped like title names of stuff but i could be wrong but yeah i didn't i didn't see what the timeline was on that yeah, no, yeah, I didn't see that either. And I know they got the Obi-Wan movie coming out, which I'm actually really excited for because this is, you know, what happens after episode three. So that's, I've always wanted to see that story because I know, like, apparently, according to, like, the comics or something, like, he does have another, like, face-off with um, Darth Maul, apparently. And yeah, and, well, and Ewan McGregor fucking killed it in the... Uh... I, I don't even know, like, like how to say, like, the trilogies anymore, because there's too many, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, like, not only did he kill it, like, the Star Wars expanded universe is so huge between, like, you just mentioned, like, the graphic novels, and then there's all the books and everything, too. Like, there's so much material to pull from, and that's that's exciting. So it's like, yeah, we've got less good stories and stuff, too, but there's there's so much like it's just ripe for the picking it's awesome exactly and like i i, I just know this would be good because i know you mentioned you like the solo one i did not like that one to be honest with you it was just one i just couldn't get into that was actually like the only star wars movie that i didn't really like i, I am actually a really big fan and you're probably gonna shame me but i love the episodes one through three and the phantom menace is actually my favorite one of all so have you, so, so speaking of, we're going to go off the rails here for a second. Have you read the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord conspiracy theories? No, I did not. Okay, so you should, so you should just Google like Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. There's, or I'll, I'll send you, there's a Reddit link to it. With I think I theory. saw something on YouTube <laughs> about that because I know when one of the things was when she, or Jar Jar jumped up into the pond, did all that spinning stuff, people like brought up that part and that's the only part I remember, but I think I do, you know, remember seeing like some kind of like thing on YouTube, but. Uh, yeah, I'll have to, since you like those a lot, I'll have to send you the fan theory because it's like super well constructed and, um, and it's really entertaining to rewatch that trilogy with that in mind. And also I love, I love the pod racing and Darth Maul. So no, no shame here. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says that battle <laughs> at the end with Darth Maul, Obi-Wan and um, what's the other guy's name? I always forget his name. The guy that Darth Maul, Obi Wan's um uh, mentor. Oh, mentor. Uh, mentor. Uh, 
Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, yes. That was yeah. the best lightsaber battle out of every Star Wars movie, just in my opinion. It was just, I love the music that was playing in Dorne. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's hard to argue with fucking dual lightsabers. Darth Maul was just cool, man. Like, was, as far as... Hmm. As far as like Star Wars villains go, yeah. I mean, you saw him. That was the first time you you were really seeing someone take on two Jedi at the same time, and he was really holding his own. And like you said, the lightsaber. Like we had never seen a lightsaber like that before, so that was just really amazing. Especially um, that um, that's why um, Ahsoka uses two lightsabers because she was really impressed with him from what I heard on YouTube. So. Yeah, like Darth Maul is just a badass, and I want to see him on the screen again. That's just that was the one thing he was like the coolest villain, and he's you know he was gone after that one. Uh, he was in those um, like you mentioned um the, the Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Rebels, yeah, I never I never got a really opportunity to watch it. I watched like a few episodes, but then I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't get into it honestly because I'm not like I'm not the biggest like animated kind of person. Oh yeah, but, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that, it just felt like I was watching like a kid show. But um, I, I did really want to watch it just because I wanted to kind of connect the dots with all the storylines and stuff like that. Because I know that was like a big deal for anyone who, you know, had seen it when Ahsoka, you know, returned in The, the Mandalorian. Because like she was the one, one of the very few Jedi that survived Order 66. And I didn't even know that. So I, was like, so I had to look up that scene on um, YouTube when uh the all the clone, you know, troopers try to kill her and she, you know, battled them and all. I was like, wow, this girl's really badass. Yeah, I'd say definitely give it another shot because, like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel you on the animation style, but as far, as far as, like, lore and just good storytelling goes, Clone Wars is is up there for sure, um, and you'll you'll hear a lot of people tell you the same thing probably, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, I definitely recommend it. Give it a yeah. shot because, yeah, it's all on Disney Plus now, I think. Oh, yeah, Disney Plus is everything Star Wars because I actually – my wife had it and I didn't even know it. Like, I was like, you really had Disney plus this whole time and <laughs> did not tell me. Cause it's like, that was one of the things that was holding me back from watching the man and Lauren. I was like, I don't really want to add another paid, you know, subscription yeah. to my bills. I already pay for this and that, and that, you know, I didn't feel like adding another one. And then she's already got show. it. Yeah. And then she had it the whole freaking time. And I was like, God darn it. But yeah, like it seems like the Disney and it's like seven ninety nine. It's so cheap. Yeah, it's not bad at all, especially because, like, Netflix just upped their shit to, like, something stupid, like $18 or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, for 8 bucks. And you get all the Simpson episodes, too, which is pretty cool. I was really yeah. excited about that. And all the Marvel movies and a lot of National Geographic, too, which I was into. You. <laughs> Yeah, they had, they had a lot more on the Disney than I expected. Like, I thought, I did not know, like I mentioned The Simpsons, I did not know that was on there, because that's not really a family <laughs> thing. Yeah, or into the show. But, yeah, yeah. so. Oh, well, so, um, I guess, we you know, we did talk a lot about video games and Star Wars and all, so I got that off my chest. So I guess we can uh, circle back to wrestling. So, I know, um in uh, November, you wrestled for um, Mission Pro Wrestling, you know, the tournament out of hell, and you competed, you know, against um, La Rosa Negra. So tell me a little bit about that experience working with uh, Mission Pro. Um, that was fantastic. I can't say enough good things about Mission Pro, about Thunder Rosa, about La Rosa Negra. First women's champion at Mission Pro, too, man. She's, uh, so like, 
first off off the bat working with her was an absolute dream um she's obviously a vet i mean she's been doing this like 15 20 years something like that so I think she started being in like 2004 to, or something like yeah, that yeah yeah like something crazy and and i mean i i've had the opportunity to work with like a couple of vets but no one with that kind of experience like getting to be in a ring with someone like that is just invaluable it's amazing um and she is like charisma and fire and just like a ball of just limitless energy so she's a blast to be around um when she's not beating the shit out of you and uh, so so yeah loved working with her um just absolutely fantastic a dream and i mean mission mission is great too because you know when, when all the the speaking out thing happened and and mission came forward that rosa came forward and said hey we're gonna make this an all women's promotion like women everything production announcer commentary on top of the roster, obviously. Um, I think it was like a day later, I, I was putting all my stuff together to go, please book me, um, please love me. Uh, so when I got the call about the, the November show, I was, I was thrilled. Um, and they're doing something really special there. There's other women's promotions out there. I mean, um, we do respect women's wrestling in Denver and, and there's like shine and rise, rise and all that. But, um, yeah, they're, they're building something special. Uh, they're doing a really good job of shining light on, on girls that have either, well, girls, women who've been either been in the business a long time and people haven't necessarily um, given them a look yet along with uh, just up and comers too. And yeah. And now with like jazz and Thunder Rosa and Rodney all starting a school out there, man. Yeah. Don't, don't sleep on mission pro. That's, that's all I have to say. Yeah, Mission Pro is awesome, and um, I was sponsoring that event, and the crazy thing is they, like, put you to work. Like, normally when you sponsor an event, they just put your logo on a poster and follow this, <laughs> you know, podcast. Thank you for sponsoring. They were, like, emailing me, hey, interview this person, interview that person. Like, they were, like, really coming at me, and I was like, wow, like, I actually got overbooked on my show that month, and I wasn't complaining because it was great getting all the, you know, the wrestlers on my show, but it's like, they really put you to work, you know? It's, oh, like, wow. it's like, you're working it's, for them. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, it's the same as, as being a wrestler on the show. And it, it's great because aside from just, you know, being on the card and um, having the stream and everything like that with title match, good footage, you get so much. Um, Thunder Rose is so good at getting our girls publicity, like, especially like, like exactly what you just said, getting everyone, everyone's doing interviews, everyone's doing podcasts, everyone's doing like shoots and everything. And, and again, that's, that's huge because you cannot promote yourself enough as an independent wrestler. I mean, that's how you get more bookings. So it's, yeah, it's, it's next level. It's great. She's, she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, that's why she is where she is in her career because, you know, she's, you know, been doing this for a while. And like you said, she knows what she's doing and, you know, and I really like it. Like she really like, you know, cause I've had her on my show twice. You could just tell that she really is very passionate about wrestling and not just, you know, it's not just about her. It's about, you know, women wrestling in general. Like she cares about, you know, all the women that she works with, you know, and that's something that you don't always see in wrestling because, you know, we've seen it throughout the history of wrestling. There's wrestlers with the egos. It's all about them. They never want to, you know, put someone else over. No, like she wants to, you know, take women's wrestling as a whole and take it to the next level. And, you know, she's really doing it. Like we're seeing her all over the place. We're seeing her. She's pulling two jobs, basically, you know, with, you know, Mission Pro as a wrestler and then, you know, the backstage stuff. And, 
and you know and like i said it's just like they don't stop you know oh, no. you know when it comes to you know putting the podcast to work they're sponsoring them even the wrestlers because you know when i was interviewing wrestlers for that show they were telling me oh yeah like it's intense you know we're doing the um the custom matches we're doing this yeah you know it's like they really 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 want to get to know you know their name out there your name out there and they want to help everyone and it, it's it's great like i can just imagine like how much sleep she probably gets <laughs> oh I, like none i assume at this point yeah exactly. yeah between the the booker promoter like you said all the backstage stuff on top of being a wrestler yourself like yeah god bless her because yeah that that woman is put it in a lot of work for all of us to make women's wrestling a better place. I mean, and it's, it's great too. Cause it is, it's such a small world. Like you can't have the, I mean, of course there's always going to be like places with cattiness or backstabbing and stuff or drama, but like at the same time, it's like, you can't cause there's, there's too few of us. Right. Um, wrestling is a small world and then women's wrestling is even smaller. So um, having kind of like that, that space for us is, is great. Exactly. And I mean, she's a legend and hopefully one day she gets recognized, you know, as one and really gets her name out there. Cause like the one thing is, is it seems like when it comes to women wrestlers, if you're not a, you know, if you weren't like a big name in WWE, a lot of people really don't, you know, look at you as like a legend, but I think she will be, you know, one of those, you know, you know, women who will really put her name out there as a legend and also help, you know, put women's wrestling on the map and help other women get to that level as well, you know, in the sport, because, you know, there's so many talented women out there and, you know, you all deserve to get your name out there more. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. There's no way she doesn't, uh, I mean, the publicity she's already getting just from the stuff with AEW and then mission independently and then NWA. I mean, she's everywhere right now. It's, it's the 2020 has definitely been the year of thunder rosa exactly. and i'm assuming 2021 is going to be even more so so now i really want to look because i have the magazine i want to know where she was ranked in the pwi like i'm very <sighs> curious i see i can't remember but i remember seeing it and being like she should be higher exactly. and i and i also feel like she should have been there like i want to say this might have been the first year she was in it and like yeah, it's just crazy that so many people slept on Thunder Rosa for so long, <laughs> and now they're learning. Yeah, they are, because, you know, I feel like the being on AEW really kind of, like, gave her a lot more exposure, because I knew a lot of friends on, you know, that I met on Twitter who love wrestling who did not know about her until, you know, the AEW appearances, so I think that was really good for her, and obviously that being good for her, that's going to be good for women's wrestling in general, because now people can her voice is going to be a lot louder now. So that, that's really good. Cause you know, we, we all know how like passionate and vocal she is about women's wrestling. Oh, hell yeah. Well, it's crazy too. I mean, I'm assuming you saw there's going to be like three of the girls from mission pro are going to be on AEW dark tonight. And I'm so excited to see that. Yeah, that's one of the questions I asked her because I was like, you know, with you, you know, working with AEW, are we going to be seeing, you know, women from Mission Pro on AEW, then women from AEW on Mission Pro, kind of like, you know, kind of like the Ring of Honor New Japan kind of thing where you saw mm -hmm. like wrestlers on both shows and kind of starting to see it, you know, so I think that's great. I want to see more of y'all on the show, you know, in the near future. And that's the, like, the cool thing about AEW Dark is because you're seeing all these women from the indies constantly being put on there and, you know, really 
excuse me, um, getting their name out there. And some of them are starting to get signed and, you know, making multiple appearances for AEW. So I think that's great. No, it's amazing. And, and honestly, that's one thing that's, I think has been good that's come from the pandemic is it's AEW Dark has been giving all of these opportunities to unsigned independent talent that I don't think would have already, I don't think they would have been getting that kind of um, exposure otherwise. Uh, so yeah, it's been fantastic to see. It's, it's been a lot of fun getting to see like a lot of your friends and people you've worked with and stuff, getting those opportunities. It's cool. It's really cool. Absolutely. And it creates a lot of opportunities after that. Cause a lot of people may not realize you, you being on TV just once it really opens up the doors and all these other bookers, you know, and all these other independent promotions are going to, you know, be reaching out to you. Podcasts are going to be reaching out to you. It's going to increase your following on social media. It does mm -hmm. a lot. Um, one of the wrestlers I had on my show several months ago, she made an appearance on SmackDown and she told me just everything blew up on her social media. People were finding her on Facebook and she don't even know how that happened because, you know, obviously she didn't use her real name on, you know, SmackDown and all this kind of stuff. So it really puts a spotlight on you and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, that's uh, so one of the, the girls I came up with and one of my, my best friends in real life, uh, Abaddon, it was, it was the same thing for her. She got, uh, like right after a dark match with AEW, it was like she gained like 16,000 followers overnight. And she's like, I don't know what to do with all this. I'm like, well, you're over, brother. <laughs> you know what you got yourself into, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a contract. That's what, that's what you're going to do with all that. Exactly. It's, it's funny. So now I got one more question for you. So now with, um, 2020 wrapping up and we're entering 2021 what are some of your wrestling goals for the new year sure so um 2021 it's gonna be the year of howitzer right that's what i said about 2020 but uh, <laughs> the pandemic kind of put a damper on things i still got to go out of state quite a bit you know i got lucky with like the mission booking work with like versus pro and stuff but um i'm hoping that things clear up enough that i can start working out of state even more um not only um uh, myself but so I actually just made the announcement like right before this podcast uh Maxie and Paler and I are going to start tagging together so uh if you want some big badass post-apocalyptic bitches then then we're your girls uh so we'll be hopefully bringing the herd on some people next year um I would really so don't get me wrong like AEW Dark would be awesome but I'd love to try and get a shot at like Impact or Ring of Honor um in the next year uh, so yeah, busting my ass a lot and, um, hopefully being charismatic enough that somebody wants to look at me or, uh, or I'll make them look at me, I guess. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So yeah, just want to work out of state a lot more and, um, make even more of a name for myself as I can, you know? Well, fingers crossed that you get an opportunity at AEW Dark. And yeah, I, I definitely can see your, you know, being able to do a lot more. It's just like you mentioned, it just depends on the pandemic. We don't know if it's going to get worse, especially with the vac vaccine. And now, what if that makes it worse? You know, yeah, that, that's the scary yeah. thing. You know, they're injecting something in people that they've only you know, been working on for eight months. You know, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've seen all the memes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it's pretty. It's scary. It's funny, but yeah, like there was a 
that nurse who got the shot and she like fainted like a minute later. Supposedly she has like health issues you know, when it comes to needles and all, but people made a meme out of that and it's like, oh yeah. my goodness gracious. Oh, it's, it's one thing after another. And yeah, I guess, but yeah, I do enjoy all the jokes about like, hey, if you survived, you know, a wrestling locker room and all that stuff or whatever ring, then, then you can survive the vaccine. I'm like, oh, that's just, that's accurate. We'll um, find out. We'll, we'll see well, where we will. takes this, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping things start, I mean, it's all you can do is hope, but yeah, I'm hoping things start to open back up a little bit, and wrestling comes back to some kind of normalcy, so I can be yelling at fans once again, or them yelling at me, maybe a little bit of both, we'll see. Exactly, because I miss going to the um, MCW, which is like 45 minutes from us. We were going there every month, and then COVID happened. Then we started having to travel to um, New Jersey because they were actually doing outdoor events. Because here in Maryland, they weren't doing anything, so it kind of sucked. But, yeah, Yeah. I want want things to get back to normal, too, um, because going to indie events is so much fun. And, you know, meeting new wrestlers is always a joy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, and that's, that's the same thing out here. I guess within the last six weeks, six weeks is when they shut everything back down again. So, yeah, I, I miss it. My body doesn't miss bumping, but uh, <laughs> the heart misses it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The body will uh, never miss that. Honestly, I, I could just <laughs> no. imagine the guy I've seen my, my one friend who wrestled, I've seen her after she got done bumping for the first time in a month, she barely could walk. I was like, I don't know how y'all do this. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of F bombs dropped. Like when you get back in the ring after not being in there for a while between mm-hmm. the bumping and the in ring cardio, it's, it's a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, yeah, Heidi. Um, I have to say that I very much enjoyed this interview. Anytime I could talk about like Star Wars or video games on my show, it's always a win-win because that's something I can really, really just keep going on and on and on. Like I, I was about to bring up another video game, and then this, and I was like, you know, we're probably gonna be here all night talking. So I, <laughs> I just kept it at you know the Star Wars and Mass Effect and all that, but. Yeah, um, thank you so much um, for, uh, you know, appearing on uh, O-Face Wrestling today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And, yeah, we'll have to do a part two sometime where we talk about even more video games and stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, we definitely got uh, like two maybe, seconds on wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Maybe um, uh, we'll both have the PS5 by then. We could talk about that or something like that. Hell, yeah. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yep. Hopefully, if those <laughs> damn bots online stop buying them all, you know. I know. Shit, man one of these days but yeah yeah that would be nice so absolutely so did you want to share any of your social media or do you got any upcoming like merch coming out that you want to share with the listeners yeah so a couple places um so as far as finding me on social media you can find me at thunderdome style on instagram at thunderdome style without the e and thunder on twitter because that was too many characters thanks twitter and uh heidi howitzer on facebook which is not as active as the other two but Instagram, Twitter all day long. If you want Heidi Howitzer merch, you can find me at Pro Wrestling Tees or Brain Buster Tees. I've got a pretty sweet uh, merch design that has Skeletor with my face paint and a scythe with pizza melting. And there's even a um, X-rated version with uh, Skeletor's tits out. So if that's what you want for Christmas, BrainBusterTees.com. Find Heidi Howitzer. So. 
<laughs> so if you're wondering. <laughs> All right, make sure y'all um, yeah, check that go. out. And um, yeah, follow her on uh, social media. Um, same thing with us. Give us a sub on YouTube. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you all for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling.